All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of You Cannot Rewatch, the Evangelion Rewatch podcast. I am David. And I am Dylan. And as always, we are the people talking. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about episode 14. Dylan, you got a lot to say about this episode? Uh, more than I thought I was going to. Uh, I agree with that, but at the same time, don't have a lot. So this is probably going to be a short one. We said that last time. Yeah. yeah. And we asked, uh, you know, if people want to let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. That'd be great. Nobody did. So uh, Perfect. I guess we'll just go with the flow here. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're talking about episode 14. If you don't remember this episode, it's the recap episode, or at least half of it half is. Half of it is, yeah. Uh, the first half is a recap, and for the second half, um, they're doing some uh, synchronization tests on the three Eva pilots. And that's the episode. That's it. Not any angels this time or anything like that so the second half is pretty much a setup for the next episode pretty much yeah Yeah. um i will say i kind i remember that there was a little bit towards the end of the episode that wasn't flashbacks or recap i didn't remember it was like a whole half of the episode so i think it's cool that even though they did do a rehab or recap they only did it to half the episode yeah yeah me too um and they also even though they did do a recap they kind of presented it in an interesting way i think because they they present it kind of like it's being presented to Sele. Like, this is the report being presented to these guys on this committee or whatever. And uh, that's kind of a cool way to do it. Again, it's not the most exciting stuff, but it's cool that they managed to cram it all into just the first half. Um, So really nothing else to say about the first half, I guess, except a couple small things. They do name all the angels that we've seen up to this point. I I wrote that down, too. I figured you would as well. Yeah. um, I think beyond this... Uh, I don't really think we ever get another name for an angel, uh, obviously, aside from Karu. Um, well, and of course, you know, going back to Adam and Lilith, they'll still talk about those. But I don't think any of the angels we see from this point on, we will ever see a name of officially in the show. Obviously, they have names. but um, So uh, a couple other small things. They say uh, the report from the fourth angel is still missing. Uh, that's weird. I don't. I don't think they ever said that before. That's the. No, that's yeah. the. That's the Dick Angel. I don't know why that would be missing. Missing. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's the one. Just, they're also. That was the one they were doing a bunch of tests and experiments and stuff on, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal with that. So is. maybe they tried to hide that from the record, so Sally didn't know they were like experimenting on it, or something. Maybe. Yeah, that's possible. Um, although <laughs> I think, just saying, oh, we we lost them. I don't think Sailor's going to buy that. <laughs> well, to be fair, Akari also did go, oh, yeah, that last angel attack never happened. And they're like... That's true, but there was... <laughs> a, a, I mean, like, they obviously doubt him, but there is officially no actual records or documents that say that it did happen. Right. It was completely erased. Whereas this says there should be a report, but it's just gone. Right. That's a lot more suspicious, because it definitely indicates, like, somebody made this disappear. Right. Um, so... We I could hear- also maybe indicate... This is, like, really reaching. Maybe that, um... Uh, what's that spy's guy's name? Kar- Kaji. Kaji had stolen it, and since he's kind of like a double agent for everybody, maybe Sailor knows he stole it, so they're not really going to look into it. Maybe, um... Although, it depends on when it was stolen, because Kaji didn't come for several episodes after That's that true. had happened. Um, which I don't know how big of a time frame that was, according to the show, in terms of weeks or months. Um... So uh, there's a small thing about um, Kinsuke saying that Rey tried to sacrifice herself and she has no value for her life, right. uh, you know, which is cool, whatever, emo. Um, 
they say, uh, yeah, we kind of mentioned this a second ago, but uh, we find out that the the 11th angel has been completely covered up. Um, Gendo is fully lying that it happened. Uh, and Sele obviously doubts him. They they don't believe him. No. Um, which uh, I assume they probably don't believe him because, you know, they kind of have Kaji on the inside, so I'm sure they straight up have Kaji telling him, like, oh, yeah, it happened. I, I saw it. Yeah. I literally saw the angel. Um... But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, of course, it's interesting that Gendo would cover it up. And then they kind of – they mention – oh, the, for the first time, they mentioned the Dead Sea Scrolls. Right, yep. Uh, which we, I don't think we'd ever heard in the show before. No, I don't think so. And uh, we also find out kind of through that conversation that Gendo seems to be trying to create a new scenario. Right. Of course, at this point in the show, uh, or, you know, on your first time watching it, nobody even knows what the old scenario was supposed to be. So the idea of somebody creating a new scenario doesn't really mean a lot, I guess. Uh, you know, on a rewatch, now we understand a little bit more of what Sele's instrumentality was, I guess. I don't know if I honestly still entirely understand yeah, what Sele's grand vision was. I assume it's pretty much what happens in End of Evangelion, because Sele seems pretty happy once they start um, getting turned back into the LCL by the, the, the quantum rays or whatever. Yeah. Like, they actually seem like, oh, yeah, this is how we wanted it to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to get into that later. That's that's a whole lot to talk about at a later time. Um, but So then we get to, I think, the first of what will later become a trademark of the show, and that is, like, trippy internal monologues in characters' heads. And we see one from Ray this time. Yeah. Uh, which is in- interesting because we always kind of think of those as being in Shinji's head, but the first one we actually see in the show is really more <clears throat> inside of Ray. Uh, and she, like, says, like, a poem or something. I don't know. I guess it doesn't really mean a lot. Maybe there's like some fundamental. Well, that's the only thing, thing I took out from that one is oh. when she made the comment, "The woman who does not bleed." I have that in quotes too. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Uh, I assume it means one of two things. Um, what, the first is something about like, just you know, she's saying like, "I'm not a normal person" or something. Right. But it, I also <clears throat> kind of took it like my first guess was actually like. Because she is a clone, she doesn't have a period. That's what. I, that's the first thing I took it as too. Yeah, that could be like I don't know. Maybe that's a horrible way to interpret that. But that's uh, that's immediately that's what came to my mind. Do. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a way. Sense, I don't know why she would have that. Right. Kind of way of her saying like, yeah, I don't. I don't have all the same functions and parts as other people do. Yeah, I always kind of wonder what what she does though, because she seems to. I mean, she ages like a normal person. Yeah. Or she seems to because I mean we saw or we later see in the flashback. In episode twenty-one, a younger Ray. Um, so I don't. I, it's possible, I guess, that that wasn't actually younger, and they don't actually age. But that was just a smaller version of Ray they created at the time to make her look younger, and they can create them at any age. Because mm. if that if they do age normally, that would mean that all the Rays right now that are in that tank floating around have been in there for like fourteen years. Yeah, uh, which is possible. I don't know. Yeah, they could have made but, a bunch just in case. So whenever they need to replace, they have to start from. Goes you know, ground zero again. They just yeah. Die. I just yeah. I just don't know if they made them all fourteen years ago and they've just aged, or if they can make like a fourteen-year-old Ray at any yeah. time. Yeah. I don't know. And, you don't really yeah, go into the clone technology, right? And of course, like we said, we don't, we don't really know what her biological functions are. Right. Uh, we see her eat in the show, though she says she doesn't like eating meat. But does she need to eat? Or yeah. I mean, she's not a robot. She you know she has a human type body. But yeah, again, we just don't know exactly what all how she works entirely. Um, so, you know, she kind of starts questioning some stuff. What is a human? Who am I? Kind of stuff. Um, whatever. 
I, I don't know. Like, that's stuff that I think will become more important later once we start getting into Shinji's head. Yeah. But it doesn't really mean a lot right now coming from Ray. I think I think it's interesting that Ray is asking those questions it's just because uh, Ray doesn't usually seem to have those kind of thoughts. Right. I think this is kind of the, the point when Ray starts becoming <clears throat> more uh, more human-like, like, you know, more sympathetic. and Yeah. Which is what makes, you know, later on in the episode a little bit more um, dramatic, I guess. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um so we see, yeah, so then we go into the test sequences. I guess that, that was part of it. That was in Ray's head. But um, we see uh, Ray is being tested in Unit 1, and Shinji is being tested in Unit 0. They're just trying some, like, cross-compatibility synchronization or something like that. Yeah. Asuka is not involved at all. They have her test, but only in Unit 2. Uh, and they give her an excuse of, well, you probably wouldn't want to pilot the other ones, but that's obviously an excuse, and they obviously have kind of ulterior motives for testing the others. Yeah, but Saru even makes a comment about it. She doesn't even think O2 would be compatible yeah. with anybody or something like that. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, Asuka just, it wouldn't work out. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we see that the sync ratios for Ray are practically the same between both Evangelions, mm-hmm. which is probably because she kind of has a blank slate of a mind. Like, she doesn't, you know, there's not a lot to, like, not a lot of effort to sink into where, like, Asuka and Shinji have such distinct personalities they can probably only properly synchronize with certain kind of Evangelions. Right. Um, and, you know, of course, we see that further because when Shinji tries to get into Unit Zero, it goes berserk. And that's pro- that's definitely the most interesting thing in the episode. Although I wish they had used different footage than the footage we already saw, but with a palette swap. Pretty much, yeah. That's um, yeah, Unit, exactly. one, Unit Zero is just different colors. And then instead of Gendo standing in the window, it's uh, Ray. Um, so other than that, they, it's the Which, exact same footage we already saw. This one still raised the, the same question I feel like the last time because it's so vague, is who exactly was Unit Zero attacking? Yes, because last time it was kind of torn. Like maybe it was Ritsuko, maybe it was, it was Gindo, Gindo, maybe it was somehow trying to attack Ray. Uh, but yeah, this time we basically have, we still don't know between those. I guess yeah. Gindo wasn't there in this scenario. but So it was either Ray or Ritsuko still. Ritsuko, yeah. Ritsuko definitely seems to think it was her. Or no, or was it Ritsuko that said that or Misato that said that? I don't know. Ritsuko's the one that says that, that Unit Zero was trying to attack her. Okay. Which All right, Misato's the one that says, was it trying to kill Rei? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we don't know for sure. Although I would guess, just just to guess, Ritsuko probably would be more right. Yeah. Because um, she seems to definitely have a better understanding of what's right. going on. Misato doesn't really seem to... Which... I mean, she's in the dark about a lot of things. So. Which, why, it still makes me kind of think that it's Ritsuko's mother might be part of that. Especially if Ritsuko's so sure that that was trying to kill her. Yeah. Um... Yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, the, yeah. Again, we, we kind of talked about that theory back in episode five, I think. Right. Um, but yeah, we've kind of gone over that. Uh, also, uh, Pinpin is no longer around anymore. Yeah, Pinpin's not in this episode. I know we're gonna get some Pinpin soon, but uh, I'm not entirely sure when. I don't remember yeah. for sure. We've been on a real, um, we've been on a real um, Pinpin drought for a while. Yeah, we have. You know, it's not. It's still several episodes away. It, it's like uh, early twenties, I think. But eventually, we're gonna get to an episode where. Misato says goodbye to Pinpin and sends him away. Yeah. That's going to happen. We're going to have to deal with that. Although, you know, we did have to make up for Pinpin being gone. What's up? Um, I don't know if this is the same in the dub. I don't remember. <clears throat> but when Shinji wakes up after the Ava went berserk and he's in the bed, uh, he, you can hear a TV playing, and it's a show about a talking dog. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I heard the, they had subtitles for it, but I didn't catch it was about a talking dog. Yeah, they say something about, I think it was dog. They say something about, like, being a puppy, and they're like, look, he can talk. And they're like, say hello. And it just says, bark. 
because I just saw the, the subtitles. Yeah, they, the dub one is a different than, than that That's one. That's interesting, sure. yeah, because then they're like, what's 325 plus one? Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, mine is... Mine doesn't say bark, though. Mine says wan. It just says wan. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, but again, you know, we've kind of said this before, just for anybody watching that might not be sure. We, uh, Dylan's watching the dub, I'm watching the sub. Dylan also has the original sub subtitles on there, yep. even though his language is in English the, for the dub. However, we have no idea if either of the translations we're seeing are correct. Like, right. we know for sure you have the legit English dub, yep. but a lot of those lines have been changed from the original Japanese, and the subtitles we're both reading from the original Japanese, we don't know if that's, like, the correct one. Yeah, or if it's some, like, fan-made one. Yeah, uh, that's hard to tell with Evangelion, yep. which, as you said before, is why we really need a legitimate release of the show. Yep. Um, which I guess some of the people probably watching this probably own legitimate oh, releases really cool. of the show. Um, but, yeah, neither of us do. Uh, unfortunately, we'd really like to. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we've kind of talked about why we don't have that before. Um, so what else? Uh, anything else to say about the unit going berserk? Um, they do mention kind briefly... Of, they, they um, mentioned really briefly in there that maybe, like, it's trying to absorb Shinji. Right. Which is kind of interesting. Because um, that, that happens to Shinji later. There's kind of a correlation more. thingy I kind of saw here. And I don't know how much I'm reading into this or just kind of, kind of notice. was like, as soon as Ray gets into Unit 1, she comments on how much it smells like Akari. Yes. And then when Shinji's in there, it kind of freaks out. So if it is kind of the theory of Ritsuko's mom's in there, and she had that thing with uh, Akari, maybe she's freaking out because... You know, since they have that same essence or smell, it kind of hints at that's why she, Shinji can't sync with it properly. And that's why it kind of just goes to freak out again. Maybe, yeah. Because it always seemed to freak out with Ray because, of course, she didn't get along with Ray or had problems with Ray. Yeah, which actually, going back to the thing about which one were that wasn't trying to attack, that would make more sense why it's attacking Ray to me. Because, I mean, Ritsuko's mom killed Ray, yeah. one. Um, so, yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense. I, yeah, I feel that, you know, people have said that it's, it's maybe not... Uh, Ritsuko's mom in Unit Zero, but the more I watch the show, the more I think it has to yeah, be. Yeah, it just, it just makes sense. I mean, of course, it's never proven, so, I mean, it doesn't literally have to be, but I just don't see... The other theories are interesting. Yeah. I, I think they have some merit, but definitely the way I see it is that Ritsuko's mom is... Me too. Guy. Just all those all those connections just kind of make it seem pretty... Makes sense. Like, I didn't even know there was much debate about it, because it just, to me, when I first saw it, it just seemed so obvious. Yeah. But, I'm yeah, I mean, that, but that's something that's interesting about the show, is a lot of stuff people just automatically assume just mm-hmm. based on whatever they kind of want to believe. Uh, one thing towards the end of the uh, the episode that we see here, which is really interesting, is uh, they say Ray is, like, going to commence with the plan or something like that. Yeah. And we see Unit Zero walking with what they refer to as the Lance of Longinus, which, of course, we know more about from later in the show. But uh, up to here, we haven't heard about that at all. Nope. Um, and we saw earlier in the show, there's an episode where Gendo and Tietzky go to Antarctica and we are just sailing around. And it, at the time of the episode, it's like, what are they doing there? But we find out. I don't know if we ever actually find out, or there, there must be some time we find out. I think I so. For, I think there's a point I know for sure they were getting yeah. the lance. Yeah. So they must bring it up at some point. Um, or maybe I'm mixing that up with something else. I, Which, I don't know. I guess we'll find to out. To me, it seems kind of crazy that that's been there since Second Impact, right? The lance? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, it would have been. And yeah. just no other government officials or body of work have ever went to go grab it? Um until then yeah that I seems kind of weird I, I assume it was like under the ocean though uh, i guess that's true but still and they did. might and i mean it was like heavily covered up so i imagine most of the people that knew it was there probably died during second impact that's probably true. gendo gendo specifically left town that day 
to to be out of there because he knew it was going to happen. Because second sense. impact occurred when they removed the lance from Adam, Adam. and it kind of released it from its from its slumber. Um, which kind of brings us to it, this is getting a little bit ahead of the episode, but we know that the Ray is taking the lance of Longinus to put into Lilith. Yeah. Um. Because they say like, or I, they don't say, but like, like again, like I just said, second impact occurred when they removed the lance from Adam. So they're putting it now into Lilith to stop her growth and like kind of freeze her. Um, but that would mean that up until this point in the show, Lilith has just been like alive and well, I guess down there. Yeah. I assume, which is kind of weird. Um, but yeah, whatever. I guess that doesn't really mean anything. I guess it just just the idea that like. Because when we see Lilith, it's always, like, just, like, crucified on this uh, crucifix. Yeah. It's just the, the weird, the idea that, like, Lilith's just down there, like, hanging out. Yeah. Chilling in this Never thought cave. about it like that, but then, yeah, it's really, it's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, that's pretty much the episode. Uh, the, the, you know, interesting stuff. Yeah. But it's a recap episode, for the yeah. most part. Pretty much. And it's also kind of a set up the whole dummy plug and all that stuff that's about to happen. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Totally forgot to write that down, or maybe oh, no, I did write that down. I forgot to bring it up. Yeah, uh, they they foreshadow the dummy plug system, mm-hmm. uh, which is. The, I was thinking about the dummy plug system in this episode. The episode where they bring out the dummy plug system is awesome and is really impactful and powerful. Right. But they kind of, kind of foreshadow that a lot. And aside from that event, which is major, the dummy plug system just goes away after that point, for the most part. Now, yeah. when they do bring <clears throat> in the the mass produced. Uh, Ava's in uh, End of Evangelion, those are using the dummy plug. Mm-hmm. So it kind of comes back in that way. But uh, other than that, I kind of, because after that episode, I think I kind of expected, like, oh, I bet there's going to be some more stuff about Gindo trying to p- use the dummy plug when the other pilots don't want it. But th- that kind of just, that, that goes away. Yeah, it does, the, yeah. The, the Toji thing. Um, that also, I, like, they, it seems like Gindo and Ritsuko were kind of developing the dummy plug kind of on their own prerogative, right? Yeah, it definitely. That doesn't like seem it. like something they were doing for Sele, but Sele somehow gets it because that's what they send out in the mass-produced. Yeah. Um, it seems like, those. it kind of seems like Gendo is playing Sele, but Sele knows that Gendo is playing them. So it's kind of yeah. like this constant back and forth of using each other and getting things from them. So I'm sure he got, they somehow got the dummy plug information and used it for their own benefit. I guess so, but what I wonder, I guess, is did Gendo want that to happen? Like, did, did Gendo for some reason want the mass-produced Avis That's to come? Because yeah. even though they do destroy stuff and almost cause everything to fail, at the same time, when uh, Unit 1... I don't even know, like, the proper words or verbs for this. When Unit 1 becomes part of the Tree of Life or whatever, all of the other parts of the tree are the mass-produced Avas. Oh, yeah. And they kind of, like, mutate and shift into the thing and, like, all impale themselves. So I wonder if, like, maybe Gendo had intended for that to I, happen. I bet so. That makes sense, then. I don't know. Um, it's been a while since I've seen some of that right. stuff, and uh, well, so it's is already that saying pretty vague to begin with. So that would be like saying that they needed those, like, mass-produced Avas then. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, maybe there was another way to do that, but they do seem pretty, like, instrumental to what happens in yeah. instrumentality. Um, so I don't know. I guess uh, we'll, either, we yeah, either it was supposed to be, yeah, I guess either it was supposed to be for that, or it just looked really cool, so... Well, the, I, I, I love the designs of the mass-produced Avas. Those are yeah. some of my favorite Ava designs, so there's that. They do look cool. Um, plus, the Tree of Life thing looks really cool, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think we really have much else to discuss. No, um, me neither. 
next week uh, we're getting to episode 15. I'm, I honestly do not remember what episode 15 is. I think this is the one where Shinji and Asuka kiss. But other than that, I don't remember anything about this episode. And that might not even be right. Um, I remember 16 really well, but 15 I do not remember at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you have any uh, comments, uh, we always like to hear from them. We did. We I know we said earlier we didn't get anything to talk about this week. We, you know, we got a couple positive comments. That's really cool. But, uh, you know, we're just trying to look for stuff that you guys want to hear from this. If you're already listening and you're already enjoying it, then the best we can do is give you more things that you want to hear. Yeah. Uh, try to make it a better experience for everybody. So, uh, you know, we, we'd love to hear some feedback in that way. You know, we really appreciate the positive feedback. It's really great to hear. But we'd also, you know, like to hear some maybe what we could work on or what you want us to do better. Or maybe you're trying to tell us that this podcast is already perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, uh, you can contact us. And uh, the YouTube description has all the links to email us or tweet at us or whatever you want to do. Or just comment on the YouTube video. Um, either way, however you want to do it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and if for some reason you're listening to this where you are not on the YouTube page or aware of it. We are the wet rats. You can look us up on YouTube, just the wet rats on Twitter and all that stuff. Um, Dylan, anything else to add before we go? Uh, no. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us again, guys. Watch episode 15, be ready for next week and we will see you then. Goodbye. Later. <laughs>